Hello and welcome to the Paul and Griff show. You got myself, Paul. And you got myself, Griff. And we are not alone this week. We are joined by a long-term friend of the show, Chance. How you doing, Griff? How you doing, Chance? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Doing good. Doing good. God, it's exciting, isn't it? Hey, long time coming. It is a long time coming. Yeah. From long time listeners of the show, you'll probably recognize Chance from back in the, the Blair Witch episode. He helped us out a lot doing the little intro for that with a bit of fun. So that was much appreciated. So thank you for doing that. It was a good time. Had a lot of fun with that. And then I, I did my worst singing on the uh, Jurassic Park uh, episode oh, as well. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that getting involved. Beautiful. Oh, you've, got a bit, you've got a lot of history. Love it. Uh, yeah, so what's new? What's going on? Oh, it's coming home. Still coming home. Still taking Euros. Still taking Euros. Still coming home. Um, oh, what a turnaround. I think I've looked around the screen for a second. Um, obviously, we did a little stuff. I know we spoke a minute ago as we were talking on the show. Um, two and up chance. France are taking the lead. That's a crazy hope. Like, 10 minutes. Crazy 10 minutes. That's crazy. There's hope. But um, I suppose, as we say, like, he looks good, even though they concede a lot of goals. You say Spain looks good, Paul? Yes, well, yeah, Spain sort of looked good. I mean, they scored, like, 10 goals in two games. That's, that's got to mean something to someone, right? I mean, that's, 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 that's a hell of a lot of goals to be firing. So they're picking up form at the right sort of time. So fair play to them. Obviously, England, out, Portugal, yeah. Yeah, Portugal out. That, that cost me um, money in a sweepstake. That was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's, it, there's a lot going on. It's, it's been a good tournament so far. I sort of missed it when it wasn't there. So I'm sort of enjoying all these games. Probably next week, there's a good chance England. Either going strong or... Oh, crack, if we're still talking about it's coming home next weekend, we'll be in the semi-finals. Exactly. And if, so we think, think... the... <laughs> if we don't mention the... Don't the football, again. we're out. We're out. <laughs> um... Yeah, because I think if we if we win, like we're recording here Monday, if we win tomorrow, um, we play Saturday. Yeah, if we win, we'll be in the semi, so we can all but dream. But anyway, but dream. more importantly, this week we're talking about a massive film. We're talking Avengers, the Avengers. And for the UK, Avengers Assemble. Yeah, we'll talk about definitely... that later. We'll talk about that later. Oh, that fact, I won't bring up then. <laughs> Jeez, we'll talk about that later. In America, it's Avengers. Over here, it's Avengers Assemble. Okay. Hey, you don't want to confuse it with Mrs. Peel and the, an actual spy movie. You got to get right back to the superheroes then. Yeah, you really don't want to mistake it for that. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're diving into that. We're also going to be talking our top six Avengers performances in that film. Yeah, that's the one. Am I right? Otherwise, I've completely missed done this. So I hope that's, that's right. right. In that in that <laughs> film. Oh, in that cool. film. That's good. Um, yes, we've got loads of great stuff going up. Obviously, Chance with us about the whole of the show. Um, so before we get to any of that, we've got to and start like we do every week. That's with um, this week's movie news. Bum, bum, bum. Yes, and as usual, um, trailers galore. Um, quite a lot this week. Um Let's start with um, probably one of the highlights of the week for the trailers. 
and that was a Halloween Kills trailer. Um, it looks like it's um, shot pretty much instantly after the last Halloween movie. Uh, the saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode continues in the next thrilling chapter of the Halloween series. Um, what do you guys think of it? Uh, personally, I'm sort of a fan of this. I, I like the twist that um, he seen, that he's coming across that he's going to be the hunted now. That's the way it sort of feels it's going. Everyone's just had enough enough and they, they look like they're going to hunt him. So I think that could be um, an interesting take. But then sort of the rest of the trailer didn't seem to show that because everyone seemed to be by themselves getting picked off again. So I don't really know what direction they're going with this. Yeah, and I don't know the Halloween series of movies very well, but this felt like, and it's a, a reach, I kind of compared it in my head to their attempt to do follow Alien, up with Aliens. Uh, so go move away from the standard horror to go to a little more action in the next movie. And it's got Jamie Lee Curtis, so uh, that's a go. That's a definite go. She's got the like screen queen herself. The screen, <laughs> yeah. A guilty, yeah, guilty pleasure of the man. It's not a guilty pleasure <laughs> at all. Um, but did, did you notice the little um, season of the witch um, little little Easter egg in the trailer? Obviously, if you don't followed the um, Halloween movie charts, Paul might have done. Did you notice the season of the witch stuff? Um, I think I missed it. Go ahead and explain to obviously, Hall- obviously, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, is famously the Halloween movie without Michael Myers. Um, and you've got, like, the pumpkin head on the um, like swings and roundabouts, which is um, a little bit of um, a Season of the Witch Easter egg. Oh, there we go. That's what we like um, to hear. We'd love, love to give you guys trivia. Um, but, yeah, I think it looks um, pretty good. I really liked the last, I suppose it is a reboot, because it was kind of a proper sequel from like the original, the original first movie. Um, it's expected October 15th. Yep. Perfect. Um, and yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, it looks good. Um, second, I suppose, biggest trailer of the week that hits, um, Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. Uh, the movie based on Marvel comics will focus on Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu. Um, this with the colours and like the weapons screamed a lot of Doctor Strange to me. Um, but yeah, what would you guys think of it? Obviously we had a teaser trailer uh, a month or so ago and this was a bit more in depth. Um, what would you guys like initial thoughts? Well, I uh, it was interesting. They've obviously had to do the MCU the heck out of this one because with the Mandarin and the Ten Rings uh, being what they are, you really can't do the, the original comic book Mandarin without being com- making it look completely and totally racist or something out of Big Trouble in Little China. Um, yeah, It's interesting to me because they've got the, the way they're altering the Ten Rings and whatnot. Uh, I'm interested. Uh, the, the little spoilerly bit at the end of the... Uh, can I mention... The, the surprise can, yeah, appearance. You yeah, you can. That, so the with the it was cool to see the abomination again, but I just hope it's not a one-off. I want them to do, actually do something with that character as well. I'm actually looking forward to this one probably a lot more than I am the Eternals at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, it was kind of like when I saw the trailer, the, the teaser before didn't really do a great deal for me. But um, I, I find we say it before with everything sort of Marvel, you just have to trust, really. And they, they generally don't disappoint. So uh, this, this has got a cinema experience written all over it. And I reckon it's going to be a lot of fun. It, it definitely does. Um, it looks like the abominations is some kind of. I suppose like Hulk was, he's fighting for money. I, I, I don't know. They catch. He's in some kind of fighting kind of ring. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's good to um, see him back. Uh, as you said, with Marvel, we trust that, that this gets you a little bit more excited. Um, I think I'm more excited to watch this than Black Widow and the Eternals. Um, Black Widow's like around the corner, but I, I don't know how Black Widow can take us forward into next phase. Whereas I think this is more so going to take us forward. And if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. It, it does. But I, I will say personally, I am really looking forward to black widow, especially when I've heard it compared to my favorite Marvel movie, uh, which is uh, the winter soldier. So I'm, I'm hopeful on that one that they do something special with it. Oh, sure. And, and I miss it's been, Many time, many like years. Well, a year or so, probably two years now since I've seen a Marvel film at the cinema, as everyone else has like missed out during this pandemic. So, um, yeah, hopefully they're all good. Um, speaking of like, I suppose not racist but controversial. There was a, a movie called Karen got um, a trailer. Um, a racist woman takes it as a personal mission to displace. The new black family that's just moving to the neighborhood, they won't back down without a fight. Now, um, a question to you, Charles, because Karen's a, a phrase over here that we use for people that kind of complain in restaurants and moan and stuff like that. Is that also used across the pond? It is, and it's becoming more and more popular. And uh, I actually, when you sent me the trailer, knowing nothing, I thought we were going to get some over the top humor directed at Karen's instead of a pretty disturbing horror movie. <laughs> this, this does look good. Um, what did you think of it, Paul? Um, yeah, I thought the same as Chance, to be honest with you. I, I, I didn't think um, it would take this direction, especially not so quickly, and especially not in the trailer. I was, I was sort of left sort of thinking there could only really be sort of one outcome with sort of her getting her comeuppance. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty sort of fucked up message. But... Um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I don't know if it's for me, but it's definitely on a... I think if it pops up, I might go, oh, I remember that and give it a watch, but I don't think I'd be excited. I think it's it. clever because it's so controversial. I feel like I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a discussion. There's a lot of people that, like, oh, is this actually real? I thought the trailer was a joke and all that, but um, it, it's very clever where it's so controversial where i got to see what this is about. Um, obviously, starring from um, Orange and New Black, uh, Terry Manning. It annoyed me. Like I saw her face, I'm like, I know this girl. I know this girl <laughs> from Orange and New Black. She was in. Um, hasn't got a release date yet. Um, but yeah, it'll be um, interesting. I can't see this being released like in many theaters. Uh, I, this has got like a streaming service release kind of written all over it, really. Um, but we'll see. We will see. Um, 
Idris Elba was a bit busy boy. Um, got a new trailer, Netflix trailer for The Harder They Fall, where an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison. He reunites his gang, seek revenge in this Western. And we did a trailer like only the other month for Idris Elba had something to do with horses, didn't we? Sure, like, we did, yeah. Like, but yeah, what did you think of this one? Um, it looks different. I mean, I enjoyed this, to be fair. I wasn't in time, but I felt it had a good kind of, um, quite a good vibe to it. I think it's definitely more something I'd watch. I I kind of liked it. Um, It's hard to really gauge what it's even about, to be fair. It sort of starts off where he sort of looks like he's, they break him out. Mm. And then it just sort of, it's a montage of just sort of randomness. I don't really know the direction of what really happened it's it had a good feel to it so i'll probably watch it yeah the the it was no other way to put it than it was it looks like a modernization of the western like an attempt to make it relevant again uh and maybe that's what will replace superhero movies again i doubt it but it was really cool to see regina king because i really enjoyed her in, in watchmen and I always like Idris Elba in a movie, so uh, I'll pick this one up, definitely. Definitely. Um, hasn't got a release date yet, um, just says 2021, but um, yeah, this is Netflix, so it'll just drop, probably probably give you like a couple of weeks' notice, and then that'll just drop. Um, sticking with Idris Elba, um, we had a new trailer, I believe this is the third trailer, for The Suicide Squad, which does kind of be more about him especially the initial bit of the trailer um what do we think of this third trailer for um the suicide squad the james gunn suicide squad <laughs> i i tell you i uh i'm still not sold on this i love what james gunn did with the guardians there's just something that feels off uh i'm not sure what it is i love peter capaldi i love the cast uh you know that half of them are going to be dead in the first 10 minutes of the movie. The Having Starro as a vi- villain means they're just going completely Silver Age insane on some level, and that could be a lot of fun. But something just feels just a bit off on this one. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, I, I get that. It's, um, it's kind of strange. It's all together. I mean, the, the first Suicide Squad, I didn't mind it so much but this one just feels um i don't want to say too hokey but um it, it feels a lot more sort of false and the, the james gunn aspect seems to massively be shoved down your throat a lot with it all so um i mean it, it could be a sleeper film it could be a lot of fun but again it's nothing i i, I can't wait to see it's um yeah, it's weird i think there's too many of them I think the car. You'll say I love the cast, yeah. But haven't got the runtime yet. You've got to give them all like a little bit of light to shine, um, so to speak. Um, I get we feel forced. I definitely John Cena. Um, I suppose he. I I, I don't. Some of these characters, I I, I haven't. Hasn't he already got his own series out of this as well? Has he? I'm sure that I yep. thought there was some. Yeah, I thought they got a series of his characters as well, wasn't it? HBO Max coming soon. See? HBO Max coming soon. Crikey! Um, 
randomly they didn't give us much of the shark in this one, even though the the first two trailers everyone loved old Stallone as um, King Shark. But he, the, I suppose you don't have to show it anymore. Um, we'll see. Um, we haven't got long to wait. Thirtieth of July, twenty twenty one. So it's just around the corner. I suppose we will soon see. Um, yeah, the Suicide Squad. Um, we then got a new trailer for Candyman. Obviously, the trailer we had before was just a completely animated um, trailer, whereas this one is actually, we actually see what it's about this time. Um, a spiritual sequel to the horror film Candyman that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. Now, I thought, and on heart, they've shown us too much. Um, yeah, I get that. I mean, I, I really do get that. I mean, they, they sort of, they, they dove in a lot with the story. I mean, you know that someone's had to say it to bring him back. Yeah. Um, but I suppose the question is, what does he want from him? Does this guy become a killer? Does he fight against him? So there's still a lot of questions they leave sort of unanswered. But, um, you definitely got a, a bigger kind of premise for the story than you did with the initial sort of teaser and stuff like that. It it looks creepy from the to the max, of course, but it's I, I wondered just watching it if they were setting up the Jared Henrik character to be the new Candyman on some level. Uh, yeah, that was my first thought watching it, but this one does not do much for me. I'll probably pass on it. I think it's definitely something I'll wait for streaming service. I wouldn't like like pay for anything like that. Um, but I can definitely see, yeah, maybe passing the torch. Tony Todd is in the because um, he's not he's not in the initial cast, but looking down, he is supposed to be in it, um, the original Candyman. So maybe he's a little bit passing of the torch. But um, we'll see. We've uh, we got a release date. Candyman is due to come August twenty seventh, twenty twenty one. That was Candyman. Um, we had a trailer for an Apple TV film called Coda. Um, as a Coda, child of deaf adults, Ruby's the only hearing person in a deaf family. When the family's fishing business is threatened, Ruby finds herself torn between pursuing her love of music and the fear of abandoning her parents. Um, this has got me written all over it. This looks deep and I'm, I'm all for it. I don't know what you do for of it. Well, I'm gonna. I I I think it'll be a good movie. I'd love to see it, but by the end of it, I was flashing back to the TV movies of the '80s. The difference is, instead of a deaf family with fishing, it would be the family farm. And if you leave to follow your dreams, the family's going to lose the family farm. It it's it's coming around again. It looks good, but I flashed back to eighty eight the nineteen eighty CBS. Sunday night movie for some reason. Yeah, I think there's good comparison. I mean, like I said, it has sort of got that sort of classic story sort of feel. I do feel, I did, the moment I saw this, I did straight away think this is Griff written all over it. The pox of tissues and yeah, like, already <laughs> just crying, trying to part of it. This is got, got you definitely there, but um, yeah, it looks it looks cool. It's like a it's got a heartfelt message. I mean, I'm sure she'll get a record deal and save the family business all at the same time. 
Definitely. Um, that is due 13th of August 2021. Um, we got a trailer for Sing 2, the sequel to Sing. Um, Buster Moon and his friends must persuade reclusive rock star Clay Calloway to join them for opening the new show. Now, I don't know if I like the trailer or just like the music. The royalties they must pay for the music must be off the chain. Um, I've never seen Sing. I don't know. I don't know if I if I don't even know what's going on, but I just you just catch yourself singing along to it. Um, what did you think of it? Well, what I found with Sing One, and I'm expecting Sing Two to be similar, is the trailer is super fun and shows loads of snippets from great songs and it's good, but the actual film not so much. Oh, have you seen Sing? Yeah. Oh, so I haven't. My kids really liked Sing One, but I I haven't seen it and. Uh, I just have the feeling, like I, I'll agree with you, uh, that uh, we probably saw the best parts of the movie in that trailer. Yeah, I mean, you sort of have like audition bits and stuff like that in Sing, which is a lot of fun, where it's all sort of characters, that, like you saw here, sort of doing like the, the well-known songs and their own sort of sort of versions, and that's quite funny. But the film itself is, I don't know, same sort of things like Secret Lives as Pets and stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. But like I said, it's, I guess it's not really aimed for me, so I can't complain too much. It's not aimed at you. Um, to me. Uh, this is due 28th of January 2022. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. Um, and we got some, some late trailers. We've got a trailer for a film called Annette, um, a stand-up comedian and his opera singer wife have a two-year-old daughter with a surprising gift. Um, this stars Adam Driver. I must admit, I didn't know this was supposed to be dark, if this is supposed to be uplifting. I found it quite confusing. I just knew Adam Driver was in it. Yeah, I, I have no idea what I watched in that trailer, to be absolutely honest. Uh, I don't know what to expect. Me and you both, Paul. You... <laughs> now they have a clue what's going on. So. Um, yeah, it's um Amazon Prime video, August um, 20th. Yeah, they did, the trailer didn't do great to sell it um very confusing yeah we'll probably um give it a miss across the board um we also got a trailer for a tv series called foundation this is another apple tv um plus a complex a complex saga of humans scattered on planets throughout the galaxy all living under the rule of the galactic empire um charles you said that it's based on some books is it yeah, it's, it's an old Isaac Asimov series that was voted the best series of books in history in the 1960s, science fiction books, I should say. Uh, and he went on to extend them through the 80s. But it's such a massive, sprawling story. It's, it's basically the rise and the fall of the Roman Empire told through various different characters at different points of a multi-thousand-year history. And it's all based around this concept of psychohistory, which is kind of a predictive model of social science that one scientist comes up with and tries to save the galaxy from 30,000 years in the dark ages. It's just so big and so sprawling that I don't see how you can do a television series. Okay. A movie would be impossible. I don't, unless you have 10 years and, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And of course, Apple has can just back up the Brinks truck and just do that. But 
I don't see how this could be a good translation of what's in the book. So I'm really curious about it, but I not hopeful. It, it, it looked interesting. Obviously, um, I know Jared Harris, I'm a huge fan of, um, actor wise. Did you get anything out of it, Paul, the trailer? Well, I don't really, I can really offer more than what Chance did. He absolutely annihilated that one. It looked okay, but yeah. <laughs> can't really make sorry it. To be a, <laughs> sorry to kill Joy that one, but I, I'm like, I want it to no, be good it's, it's desperately. <laughs> No, it's it's ideal. I mean, you you broke it apart perfectly. I, I think anyone needs to offer anything more. I think you were spot on. Now on the head, um, hasn't got a release date yet. It just says twenty twenty one. Um, and the last trailer we got was for um, a video game, Big Rumble Boxing Creed Champions. Um, obviously went through all the characters that you can be. Um, was very disappointed. Not to see one boxer. Um, <laughs> I noticed they went up through the movies, and as usual, they leave out Rocky Five. Um, Tommy Gunn, bless him, he's dead as well. At least put him in. Um, what do you? I don't know if you're a game of chance. Um, what do you think? Like, if you're not like, what do you think it looked? Do you think it looks okay? It. I. I, I felt the graphics looked just a little dated, but I. And I'm not a huge fighting game person anymore because the replayability is so low but this is one that i will find a way to get at some point just because an opportunity to beat up on ivan drago who could pass that up it's <laughs> a fair shout and um, there's done loads of rocky games and all that and i suppose it's a tried and tested formula isn't it ball like it just it's so easy isn't it yeah, I mean they got they got a stacked cast. I mean, as we broke down on our show, they've actually got legit records and and stuff like that. So uh, I think it could be a lot of fun. Obviously, a lot of things if it's, if it's got a good sort of online sort of playability, then obviously you could probably go around. And if it allows you to take a lot of damage, we can literally just be sitting there swinging for ages. I don't want you get knocked out too quickly. But um, yeah, it could be a laugh. Like I said, playability. Like Chance said, I don't know if it's going to be one you'd be playing religiously like every night for months and months on end but as a pickup and just just have a laugh every now and again i think it's gonna be have a bit of nostalgia and a bit of fun to it i want it to be this if is... you fight ivan drago and he beats you you die and then the game just reboots itself that that would be <laughs> an ending <laughs> it just wipes all your records and like yeah you gotta buy the game again try training better next time that, that sounds like a way to turn that game into a drinking game right there. Your, your game crashes and reboots and restarts and you lose everything. <laughs> you're, you're definitely going to the fridge for something to drink. Um, I know it's like none of the next-gen consoles. It's all PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One. Um, but yeah, it's due September 3rd. I don't know if this is going to get a disc release, which is going to be like something you buy in the shop. But it's like me and Paul are very much like, if it has the correct price, we'll buy it. And when we say the correct price, I think we're looking at about ten pounds, right? <laughs> like we'll see it. It'll be like forty quid. I'm like, eh, no, 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 no. Wait for it, it looks... to come down. Wait for it to come down. I don't yeah. know if this is coming out to. Obviously, they're filming Creed, um, Creed Three at the moment. Um, so I don't know when that's due to come out. So I don't know. If this is kind of to get people excited about that, but. Um, 
yeah, we'll see. Um, cool. Then we'll just finish off with um, this week in history. Um, in 1940, um, Batman Comics mobsters robbed out, robbed out a circus high wire team known as the Flying Graysons, leaving their son Dick an orphan. This is obviously like real like comic life um, fact. Um, in 1980, comedy film Airplane, written and directed by David Zucca, Jim Abrahams and Jerry Zucca, and starring Robert Hayes and Julie Haggerty premieres. He does another bit of a- airplane. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> Don't call me Shirley. Um, in 1985, in the archives, Back to the Future, directed by Robert Zemeckis and starring Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd is released. And then in 1991, I know best film ever are doing it this week, oh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Directed by James Cameron, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, and Edward Furlong premieres at Century City, California. And then probably 2000- the best was it probably the best uh, movie soundtrack ever with Guns N' Roses. You could be mine, beat a big part of it, if I remember correctly. No, no, you're very right. And the music video, I think it starts with like them going into the bar with the like with the whole like. That's the end, isn't it? Where he scans them all at the end. Yeah, yeah, you can be mine. Yeah, yeah it's got them. An amazing, and and I said like probably the best for its time, special effects with the T one thousand, especially in coming up through like the black and white checkered kind of flooring uh, for its time was just just crazy. Um, two thousand one AI artificial intelligence directed by Steven Spielberg and starring Hal jo- Joe Osmond, Jude Law. Francis O'Connor is released. 2004, Spider-Man 2, directed by Sam Raimi and starring Tobey Maguire and Christian Dunst is released. Probably like the best Spider-Man movie. Agreed. Personal opinion. Um, And lastly, in 2009, animated film Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs, directed by Carlos Saldana and Mike Fomerises, with voices by Ray Romano and John Leguizamo is released, and that is this week in film. Oh, perfect! Got so much to cover, but still so much more to cover. Is next we are diving deep into the beginning of the Avengers. There's films before, but he's ready to talk a little Avengers. Let's do it. You know it. Of course, it is time now to talk a little bit Avengers, the Avengers. Griff, break it down. Avengers Assemble um, in the UK. Avengers um, had its premiere in LA, California on the 11th of April, 2012. Um, Came out in the UK on the 26th of April of the same year and hit the United States on the 4th of May. Earth's mightiest heroes must come together and learn to fight as a team if they're going to stop the mischievous Loki and his alien army from enslaving humanity. It was directed by Joss Whedon. Um, He also did the screenplay, uh, and the story was by Zach Penn and Joss Whedon. Stars Robbie Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, Iron Man, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, Captain America, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, The Hulk, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Scarlett Johansson, 
as Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton, Hawkeye, Tom Huddleston as Loki, Clark Gregg as Agent Phil Colston, Kobe Smulders as Agent Mariah Hill, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury, and Stellan Skarsgård as Sylvia. Had a tagline of just one tagline, Avengers Assemble. Um, to do to UK copyright issues over the name, Marvel had to release the film in the UK under the name Avengers Assemble, as it had already been an unrelated film with Sir Connery and Ralph Fiennes released by Warner Brothers, The Avengers, 1998. A little guy with a little bowler hat and all that. So because of that, it was released over here as Avengers Assemble. Um, had a budget of $220 million. Oh, go on, guys. Have a little guess. How much do you reckon it made worldwide? $1.5 billion? <laughs> on your homework. $1.5 billion. Uh, to be exact, oh. $1,518,815,515. Oh, Quite. God, I was just guessing. <laughs> Quite. I thought, oh, he's, he's already got this all written down. Um, yeah, crazy. Um, that's all the facts and all that. Um, but we can just chat about the film memories and all that. Can I kind of just start off with like it was very weird. I haven't seen this shamefully film for quite a few years, so to watch it and see the Paramount logo, I kind of that made me feel old <laughs> because there's no obviously Marvel Studios because I don't think that came a thing until Iron Man 3. Um, so seeing Paramount was a bit weird. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that too. I'd forgotten they'd had anything to do with any of the movies. So, I, I don't know. Marvel, like, me, me and Paul saw it. Um, I, I said we saw it like in England, um, IMAX 3D. Did, did you just memories of it? Did, did you see it at the cinema? I did. I saw it multiple times at the cinema. I uh, I went into the theater. I want to say three times for this one, and uh, just went by myself. Took my wife. Found some friends to go. Just kept coming up with a reason to go. Kind of geek out on this one again. No IMAX though, because I I think we had we do have a theater. Within a half an hour of me, the time acts, and I never make it over to it. So, oh, we're quite lucky, Paul, aren't we? We've got two IMAXs near us. Yeah, it's not too bad. We've got a couple in the area. So, do you remember? Do you remember seeing it with with me? Um, vaguely. I mean, we we spoke in three D as well. We probably did. We definitely got. We would have got glasses involved. No doubt in my mind. It's the sort of thing we did because it was all cool at the time, wasn't it? To sort of sit there with it. God, I've got a really funny feeling. I've got to check the years. Was this the same summer as um, Batman The Dark Knight Rises? Because obviously that was all kind of, yeah, 2012. Because I think we saw that as well in Kingston. That was just after the news that, like, I uh, don't remember charts in America, someone had gone into a cinema and. Um, yeah. The Denver, Colorado, yeah, in Denver, Colorado, and shot it up. I, I yeah, that I remember that very well because I've been in the theater the night before watching that movie. It's crazy. And, 
not in Denver, mind you, but I, I just, it sticks out to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I remember that um, very, very well. Um, so Paul, going back to it, like, is it as good as you remembered? I mean, good's kind of hard because at the time it was sort of everything I wanted, but everything's moved on so much since then that it's kind of hard to. Um, it's not taking credit away from it. It's just characters and everything have evolved in such a way that is very much a different place to a lot of it. I mean, things like four. Um, doesn't have his comedic edge to the same sort of on point that he sort of later gets. Um, Loki, again, it's just pure sort of villain in this with very minimal kind of like um, compassion in that that you sort of, you might later get with him in other series. So everything's a lot more, I don't want to say straight lace, but it's, it's, it's a different kind of um Marvel to what Avengers end up as. Definitely agree with you about four. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they were they were Joss Whedon characters at that point with the the snark and the back and forth yeah. with some of the other comedy elements. I mean, Captain America isn't fully formed yet. None of them really are yeah, compared exactly. to where they, where they end up. No, and I found four. He's not as hench in this either. I don't know. Of all of them, I kind of looked at four, and I kind of forgot how late four comes into the movie. Um, yeah, but it don't... comes on until like the fifty-minute mark. But don't forget, but generally they'd only really had their own individual movies at this point, and you know the original four story is obviously nothing like things like Ragnarok and stuff like that. What it becomes, so it's sort of very much sort of like grassroots, kind of like four. And a lot of them, and, and Hawkeye just sort of exists. He's um, he sort of plods along and does his bit. Um, That's a kind way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, it, it, it's hard because it, I remember every the time I was I was blown away, and then obviously like sort of the, the tease at the end just left me wanting like so much more. But we've just. I mean, it's a credit to Marvel, really, because we've been gifted just so much that since that it doesn't make it a hard watch, but it's a, it's a harder watch than, like you said at the time, like Chance saw it multiple times. I saw it like a few times because it was just so amazing and just epic, everything about it. But um, yeah, the franchise just moved on so much. Oh, oh, sorry. I just, I, I, when I watched it this time with, and we're talking this movie, but all the other things are in your mind while you're doing it. I'm thinking how, with some of these scenes, how the Loki series interrelates to it. Uh, I'm thinking that the fact about the fact that it's the first time we see uh, the Mark Ruffalo version of the Hulk when he shows up. Yeah, there's just all these things that we're without this movie we wouldn't have gotten, but it seems like you're. It, it's like going back through your school, your high school yearbook, 
and looking at the, at the people people that people were of the friends that you that you still have there's just you're skipping all those steps in between definitely definitely and when i watch this it did me and it's hard not to it's so hard not to always bring up justice league when you talk about the avengers and i thought it's just so clever that not only did they give us heroes that they've already introduced to us, they gave us a baddie we've already been introduced to as well. Because they could have easily given us a different baddie and like, you know, but to bring back Loki from the Thor movie, they just didn't really have to introduce us. And, was, and all of a sudden seeing these people interact with each other. It, and, and I suppose they, they've made it there. Where whereas Marvel make massive movies, and they've been very clever about making Avengers movies even bigger events, if that makes sense. Whereas the Marvel movies, like us on the calendar, I'm going to see that. Whereas an Avengers movie's like, oh my god, this is even higher than that. If if you guys agree. Oh yeah, I mean, you went from especially this one. You went from Thor, where the you have the final scene where he is in the middle of Main Street, showing down with the. I just blanked the name of the the destroyer, and you have Captain America, last event, uh, first Avenger, last Avenger, uh, the uh, ending the way it did. And you have the two Iron Mans, and they were much more grounded as far as villains. And then for the way this took off and made it bigger, and then the next Avengers movie gets bigger, and obviously we get to Endgame, and it's just all the marbles. How are they going to top that? <laughs> Exactly, and they say with Justice League, they they just I don't know. I always think Justice League wanted what a Marvel have, and they just didn't want to play the long game, and I think they suffered because of it. Um, but uh, I don't, Paul. Like we're not we're not massive fans of like long movies. Do, do you think watching it? Obviously, films usually have a, a beginning, middle, end. Do you think you could have done with the whole like done that without the whole Hulk smashing up the um, airship scene? Um, no, I feel it's important, and uh, my thing is, I, I find Hulk as standalone films are probably the hardest films to do in the whole of sort of the the MCU universe because they've always struggled with Hulk films. Because yeah. the character is, you basically can't sort of kill him. So it's the same thing every time where he turns into Hulk, the whole world tries to stop him, they can't, he runs away, he hides, he comes back. And all this, it very much sort of goes along that pattern. And this is the first time where I felt like the Hulk was in a controlled environment where you could highlight everything amazing about the Hulk, but were able to dip into other people's stories to not too much pressure on sort of the Hulk story. So I, I felt the Hulk, you know, if you had sort of like stars, for example, I thought the Hulk sort of came out of this as a mega star and you really sort of got into a place where you understood the Hulk character a lot more and um, then sort of some of the others. And I, I think he's a massive standout for me in this film. So I, I think he benefited more than most from this film. That's a very good point. I, I what just struck me now with the Hulk with what you just said is 
if Marvel can keep him, Mark Ruffalo around, they really need to do a film where the Hulk, a, a full movie where the Hulk is the villain. And because there's all those different versions of the Hulk that are running around the comic books, they could really do something different with it. But in this case, it did allow him to be part of the heroic team, even though he's basically an out-of-control rage monster. I'll be interested to see if they do that. Because we're getting a She-Hulk movie, obviously. They've got so many stuff they can do. Um, I don't know if it was last week, we were just saying, like, obviously we're coming to the end of, like, Loki in, like, three episodes' time. Which makes me feel like they're going to have to start announcing kind of new... Marvel series. I know we're getting a, a What If series, but those and that's animated, kind of, which would be interesting. But mate, a, 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 a Evil Hulk would be um, very, very interesting. Um, obviously, it's the last time we saw on big screen um, Agent um, Coulson um, before going off to um, do Agents of Shield. Um, do you think he was in the, the pre movies enough to like? care that he died even though obviously he doesn't die but <laughs> it was Coulson no god you go Coulson I if you watched all the shorts and all the the, the, the goofiness I really liked the character and so it, it did hit but I I think if you where he'd been kind of a semi-antagonist and with Tony Stark it does make it a little bit harder. Uh, he, yeah. And I, I didn't watch enough of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to know one way or another. I watched the first season. Uh, I just hoped they did something big with the character because I enjoyed the character. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was, like, clever. It, it, it sort of it opened up a sort of different sort of viewpoint and stuff that sort of set you up for like future ones but um, it wasn't a great sort of loss really in the overall sort of picture I think he's shocking his death was still shocking and even though I was expecting it I think I forgot how it happened mm. um, but I, I feel like I said I feel like it opened up for a sort of future things so you're aware that people could die at any point. I mean, because with, with comic books, you sort of have this thing where you don't necessarily assume that people will die. Yeah. You know, people yeah. get big explosions, but somehow always fine. So for them to hit you with a, a death, especially a death from sort of the good side, I think it's sort of, um, regardless of how big the character was, it, it kind of does still sort of shock people. And I think it sets you up for later films when sort of bigger characters will die. And we got to keep in mind, this is a Josh Sweden movie. He is going to kill someone unexpectedly and horribly sometime during the movie. Uh, <laughs> look no but, further than wash. <laughs> yeah. But back then Josh Sweden wasn't the kind of, I suppose he's not regarded as kind of very well anymore. But back, back no. then, he was still riding on the hype of like Buffy and Angel and very successful. And um, it were crazy like fortunes have changed. And obviously, rumors that he's not a very nice man at all. But um, yeah, it's just, um, just mental, really. Um, 
Yeah, I, th- I thought I know like Hulk like does come out very well, but I didn't think four came out as well as I remembered. And I don't know, and Iron Man just kind of. I think Iron Man's been most consistent for all the films, and he hasn't really needed to grow. Exactly, he 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 saw you saw some growth later on, but they what he was doing here is very much the same sort of shtick that he did in the first Iron Man film. A lot of one-liners and a lot of arrogance, and not much beyond that. And I thought his jokes landed better than Thor's. Yeah. Like point break. Um and it always laughs me when he's trying to like wind up Hulk and he just kind of shocks him a little bit because he wants to he wants to meet the Hulk. Um but the the end end sequence I I still get whereas the geek in me, I still get goosebumps when the whole team like come together. I I think that's very well done where the camera just pans around them all and they're all standing. And I don't think you're ever gonna get something like that. Because there's loads of films come since, and obviously other people do their movies like Just League. But this was like, mate, this is the Avengers. Which obviously, bear in mind, the Avengers weren't even like I didn't even read an Avengers comic. It's all about the X Men, but of course they couldn't get the X Men rights. But well, I, and there were, I, and I agree. I, I grew up the same way. I had a I have boxes upon boxes of X-Men comics and I have just a few of the Avengers and even less of, you know, any of the the team members other than I did have a pretty good collection of Hulk at one point. Um, But it, they've managed to flip the script on that. Now the question is, do we need the X-Men in the Marvel universe? I I think the X-Men have to get involved at some point. I mean, it's, but it's, it's so dangerous to restart that again. That's the only problem because um, people will almost be so critical before it even begins. But um, I think with all the the MCU stuff at, at this point, it's Guardians of the Galaxy really was, was the critical that changed the game for everything because that, that brought in such a comedic edge that I feel none of them really had until that point. They just allowed all of them to just loosen up massively. I think that was probably the changing point. But um... I agree. I mean, without that, and that was a, a team that nobody knew. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that was a film that I went to see, which I literally had no hopes for uh, at all. I just thought, oh, it's part of it. I'll go see it. But um, that's an absolute sleeper film, and it was. It was. It turned out to be sort of still to this day one of my favourite sort of films from that sort of series. Absolutely amazing. Definitely. I remember the concept art released for it before it came out going, oh, in phase two, you're going to get Guardians of the Galaxy and there's like a talking tree and what? Like what? A talking tree? It opened up everything for it. It allowed the comedic side to sort of come in. They could see they could do this kind of action but have sort of witty one-liners and people sort of liked it and it changed everything so much that I thought that was the turning point because this is, like I said, it's an amazing film, epic, visually, you know, pretty much spot on for the time. But um, yeah, yeah, like I said, it's just, it's just weird looking back sort of, um, I don't want to say how much of a serious film it is. And it's also crazy to think how much of a threat Loki was at this point, because I couldn't see 
the, the six of them struggling with him for, you know, near sort of three hours now. Especially the way, yeah, I, I completely agree. His, the fact that they've softened his edges also yeah. ended up being that he, be, as soon as he was not a threat, he became a way to show that Thanos was really a threat. That's the thing. He sort of, he, he's obviously not with them, but he's not against him. He's just more of a sort of a nuisance now that sort of just pops up and. The mischief. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. Exactly um, what he is. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, and they say Avengers, that's what's so serious, but I suppose every different films have different... I suppose the only films that really changed are the four movies. You've got the Captain America films, which are very, like, action drama. You've got, like, Iron Man movies, like, blockbuster action movies. Yeah. Um, four's kind of evolved, whereas the first two... Some people think the first two are like some of the worst ones, but Ragnarok is just... Ragnarok, I think, took a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of turn and just ended up being like a lot of fun. I'm definitely a fan of like... I don't know why like superhero movies stopped having like decent soundtracks. I know they have amazing scores, but actually using like singing musical songs. like So Ragnarok's use of obviously... Um, what you call Zeppelin. it? Led Zeppelin. That, that just makes that whole scene like epic. That's... And you can't not think of Led Zeppelin without it now. And the way that was shot just made it even more so, just because that I can I can hear it, see it right now. Yeah, and, and, and Hulk just beating the shit out of that. Yeah, just it's it, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um with a, can I ask a question that uh, that I've got a couple of things that bothered me? Was there any character in this movie, well, that you guys thought got really looking over their time in the Marvel Universe, specifically here though, kind of got the short shift, got kind of got didn't get enough screen time or get a, a chance to develop on screen in the this movie? Oh, okay, for me. Yeah, I suppose Hawkeye. I don't know. Hawkeye just sort of, um, he just massively seemed out of place in this whole thing. I think he's just there for Loki to kind of, yeah, to take over one of them, to use him as his like mind kind of trapped. Hawkeye, you don't really know him because um, obviously he has a bit part in four, but not a heavily talking role in four. Yeah. I mean, Looking back on it, I feel sort of four was presented in a way. To me, a lot of them presented all differently, though. To be honest, so it's kind of it's. Yeah, I guess I'd go with Hawkeye. Well, and I had I was I thought Hawkeye, but I also thought uh, Hill was a character that looked like in that film they were going to do something with and then since then have done almost well she played a role in the finale of uh winter soldier but they've done almost nothing with that character uh i don't know if they just had her in there as as a backup nick fury in case he got too expensive but 
it seems like a it seems like a waste of someone who looked like could have been a, a fun counterpart to the Hawkeyes and the the Black Widow characters doing some of the the espionage sort of things in that end of the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's a first shout. Um, I don't know if she's due to like pop up. The beauty of Marvel is like these people can just pop up again and again, and like oh, that like there you are, like. Um, but yeah, she's just kind of there, isn't it? Just for someone to bounce off Nick Fury, really. Just for someone for him to talk to. Um, is is she at the end of? Is that who she, who um Fury talks to at the end of? Oh, Infinity Wars, before he vanishes into the the snap. Yeah, I think that I. She was vanishing right before him. I think. Yeah. Before he dials, and then you see the um, you see the Captain Marvel logo. Yeah, she's a bit parts. Yeah, she's very, very under. Like, yeah, that's that's, that's a fair shout. Um, what what one of the bits that like I felt? Do do you, you watch like past like the end credits to the very very end credits where they're in the Rasabi restaurant? Yeah. So do you know? Did you did anyone notice that Chris Evans has like a prosthetic jaw for that scene? I've read that. I I always wondered why his hand was there, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't look close enough to really see it until I'd read about it. So this is a very, very, very late addition. Putting this scene in, Chris Evans has already had a haircut, already grown a beard for Snowpiercer. So when they put him into it, obviously they had to put a wig on him and a set of jaw to kind of clear up um, the beard that he had for Snowpiercer. So I thought it was rather interesting. Oh wow! The uh, as I was going through things for this, I found probably the most interesting bit of trivia I came across that I didn't know about uh, was well, there's two. This was at the same time the Amazing Spider-Man movies were going on, I believe, and they had a deal made at the eleventh hour to include the Oscorp building as part of the New York skyline, but they'd already finished all the skyline work, so it didn't happen. Oh, that would have been cool. Uh, then there was the uh, the other one is have have both have you guys seen the movie The Losers that Chris Evans is in? Yeah, yeah, many moons ago. I watched it not too long ago because I was just going through the Chris Evans uh, comic book movie roles there for a little while. And the hot dog cart that is crushed in the New York City street fight was the same one that he that was used in the movie The Losers. That's a pretty cool little Easter egg. Oh, wow. I love that. That would be cool with the Oscorp. Um, yeah. I, 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 that's a shame. But who knows? I might get that in the future. Now, Spidey is a little bit on friendlier terms. But, um, yeah, I suppose um, before we come to the top six, just final, final thoughts on the movie, Paul? Um, yeah. I mean... You want to take yourself back to that place. I mean, when, when I first saw it, I, I was just left, you know, wanting more. And it was, it's just kind of, it's nice to reminisce because, you know, it's almost the beginning of a really sort of exciting journey. So it, it's more exciting sort of from that nostalgia point than obviously as a like, standalone film at this point. But that's nothing to take away from it. It's more of a credit to them for everything they sort of, did after it, but um, it's still still a fun film. 
Totally. And Chance, final thoughts? Oh, I would agree. I, I still enjoy the film. It just it set up so much of, well, there would be no Disney Plus. There would be no uh, Endgame without this movie. And so I enjoyed going back in time. So, yeah, and I agree with that. About this, um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe probably isn't, they'd probably just call it quits if um, this wasn't successful. Um, still get goosebumps when the team come together. Um, still find it amazing when Hulk like absolutely slams Loki over and over again. It's just a very enjoyable movie, but because they raised the bar so much, you don't think they can beat this, but obviously it has been topped over and over again. Um, but yeah, it's Avengers Assemble. Um, it's on Disney Plus at the moment. Um, probably to stay forever. But yeah, that's um, Avengers Assembled. So, just leads us to the top six, poll. Yeah, I guess it's top six. We're ranking the Avengers and what they contributed to this film, I guess, or uh, what we thought of them in this film. Yeah. Um, obviously, number six being the worst, number one being the best. I mean, I'll happily start off my number six is Hawkeye. I mean, I just, Agreed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, clean, clean, clean sweep, clean sweep. Poor guy, um, bless him. He gets his moment um, in other Avengers movies, which obviously was probably part of the deal because um, he's, he's definitely more in Ultron than this. Um, but yeah, Hawkeye, number six. Um, do you take us number five, um, Chance? Number five, I went with Thor. He... He came in late. He had a couple of little moments, but he didn't. He's such a different character now, and I have to separate that. But there was, he didn't move the movie forward like some of these other characters did. Yeah, my, my number five is four as well. I mean, I, I'm a massive four fan um, in, in the whole of the journey. I'd say Thor probably ended up being my favourite character. Um, really, do think he's amazing. But yeah, in this in this film, I just, it just don't think it was his best showing. And um, yeah, for that place, he had to be number five. Oh, my number five is Black Widow. I'll, I'll be a little bit different. Um, even though she does have a great introduction to the movie, um, I love it when she breaks the chair and all that. Um, she just doesn't have enough to break it into like the real like. For Avengers, which isn't sexist, this is just like I don't know. It's not when I think Avengers, it doesn't like pop into my mind initially. Um, so that's number five. So I'll leave number number four is four. Um, crack is weird to see him kind of not bulked. I, I didn't like his costume, which isn't nothing to do with the character, but like I'm glad he's evolved to to what he is now. He comes in late. Yeah, I, four surprised me the most, like in a negative way. Um, so I gave him full place. Yeah. Chance, number four? So my number four was Hulk. Uh, I love this version of the character. Uh, there was 
he had stuff to do. You know, he had that Hulk smash moment. Funniest movie, maybe one of the funniest moments of the movie is when he knocks out, uh, not knocks out, but punches Thor at the, during the battle. But <laughs> the there's something about it, and it never bothered me until this watch was when he turns around and is in control of his transformation of the Hulk. It seemed to undo a lot of what I enjoyed that I thought the Hulk was up until that point in the movie. You know, that whole I'm always angry line, which was a cool mo moment. I cheered for it, but it keeps him around number four right now. No, excuse me. Yeah, number four. Yeah, my number four is um, Black Widow. Just um, I, I felt fairly strong sort of um, beginning, but... Um, just there was two there was bigger characters that kind of overshadowed her so she slips there for me um number three my number three was captain america i didn't really have an issue with captain america i just um yeah i, I don't know what it was i just i just found just although it's sort of like led he was always just sort of just sort of standing around a lot more than a lot of the others. Everyone was sort of doing stuff, and he was sort of just—I don't know. It's, I just think he sort of lacked a, a big scene. He was involved in everything, but sort of not really involved in any of it at the same time. But um, did better than most. So yes, that's where my number three. Fair shout, chance. I went with Black Widow here. I, I thought she had, her strongest moments were at the beginning of the movie, but she brought two things to it for me. She was the the manipulator. I mean, she was the one who went played the mind games with with Loki and made it work, and and that was kind of for me that spiral. And she also brought that human moment near the end where she was she's the only complete she and Hawkeye are completely unpowered ones but she's the one who kind of shines in that moment so I went with number three there yes for sure um, I went Captain America number three um, I think he's really good I definitely prefer him without when he's just got his hair and he hasn't got that silly I know it's the, it's the Captain America like look from the comics but yeah, I think Captain America is a, is a great like outing, um, especially for someone who, who thinks just a shield. And it's crazy because when I was a kid, Captain America was the most uncool um, character in comics. Didn't want any of these comics, but Marvel have been able to like make Captain America cool again. Um, so yeah, he was number three. Um, number two, Chance. Number two, I went with Iron Man. Uh, he. It was the same. He was basically the same thing from his previous two movies. He is the biggest name. He gets a lot of screen time. The he has his moment flying the nuke through, but overall, um, he, there just wasn't a lot of growth there. Yeah. Um, my number two was Hulk. I think this film turned Hulk into an absolute like rock star. I I think I, I like the fact that we only see him twice in the movie, so they don't give you it too much. But when you do get, do it, the um, effect is just 
chaotic and great. And I get what you say when you said, like, even though it's a cool line, I'm always angry. Oh, so you can just turn into Hulk whenever you want to turn into Hulk. It does kind of a bit unsettling. But what when you think the highlights of the movie, it's just when he's even when he's beating the hell out of everyone in his sights. I just think Hulk's Hulk's great in this. Um, definitely a big highlight. Paul? Uh, yeah, my number two is Iron Man. Um, I, I felt Iron Man had a, a really solid sort of performance, had a cool sort of sort of intro with obviously the ACDC and everything sort of like playing to pick up from the films and stuff like that. So, yeah, really, really cool. Just, um, yeah, I just, just thought one was better, really. I think I think if I work it out right, we've all got different number ones. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, I'll I'll lead. My number one's Iron Man. I think Iron Man is he started it all with the first movie. I think he's great. He's great as Iron Man. He's great as Tony Stark. He gets his moments. I love his discussion with Loki. Like we've got a Hulk. I don't care if you've got an army. You're not going to win. I don't know. He just oozes charisma, and I don't think the Avengers are the Avengers without Iron Man. And yeah, it's just cool. It's the first time I think we see, I don't know if you see it in Iron Man 2, where he just kind of walks, walks. I haven't seen Iron Man 2 for a while, so do correct me if I'm wrong. It's the first time where he's just walking and his whole costume is being taken off him as as he goes into Stark Towers. I, I, I just think Iron Man oozes um, coolness, even when he's like noticing some kids playing a video game. I, he's just too big a highlight. Lee's number one for me. Well, I went with Captain America, and that this might be, in total honesty, this might be more about the fact that I think Chris Evans owns that role the same way that uh, Robert Downey Jr. owns Iron Man. I just love the character. I love what he has done with it. Um, in fact, I got to, because of that roll the movie on my office wall i have the the shield post a, a great big shield posted he he is the avengers in my head yeah i get that obviously you probably guess i went for the hulk um i take on board what what chance said and it totally makes sense that it, it almost sort of doesn't make sense and sort of does go against him the fact he can turn it on and money off but I think there was so like the sort of the final battle with him, and even things when sort of Cap sort of laying out all his instructions, and he just looks at the Hulk and goes Hulk smash. He just and he just sort of just leaps up and just starts destroying everything. I just remember at the time I was just sitting there and I was just in complete awe of that, and I just absolutely loved it all. And I felt felt the growth and um, like sort of Griff said he came out like a complete rock star. So smooth number one for me. Boom, that's it. What's your number one? Make sure you tweet us and let us know if you agree, disagree, and there is no wrong or right answer, but I'll see Terry if you're wrong. Hawkeye. Hawkeye. <laughs> if you've got a case for Hawkeye, let us know. Because there is no case for Hawkeye. <laughs> bless him, bless um, him. Yeah, I believe this sort of leads us towards the end of the show. Uh chance thank you so much for joining us um if you want to throw out um 
Twitters, shows that you do. Obviously, you've got a great podcast yourself. Perhaps you've plugged so people can find you. Well, uh, thank you, guys. This has been a real treat. Uh, I have the uh, of the Strive Seek Find podcast available where all good podcasts are, uh, and it is uh, fifteen minutes of lifestyle advice and bad dad jokes and just i think it's a lot of fun and whiskey and whiskey drinking oh yes whiskey and beer drinking does happen on a fairly regular basis at this point (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Uh, is it is it at chance whitmore at chance whitmore five on twitter uh i also have the uh, Strive Seek Find page on Facebook and uh, come hang out and have some fun. Beautiful. Yeah, we'll throw up all the links on um, our pages so it's nice and easy for people to find you for those that don't already. Um, and Griffith, people want to find us on social media. Where can they find us on Instagram? On Instagram, they find us at Paul and Griff Show. And of course, where the conversation never dies, where can they find us on Twitter? At Paul and Griff Show. Beautiful. Um, thank you, everyone, again, for the ongoing support. It's always appreciated and noticed. We'll be back next week for more movie excitement. Movie excitement. Thanks, thanks again, Chance Whitmore, and um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks. Appreciate it.